Oh, uh, he was making fun of his own record. Is hated he, it. <laughs> hated it. That doobie, doobie, doobie. Can't you just see him sitting there? And he sounds angry. He sounds angry. <laughs> He's spitting the lyrics out. <laughs> this is the Red Rock Diner for those of you who just tuned in. And uh, this is my final Red Rock Diner. I, I want to thank uh, Bruce Allen and Pat O'Day for being here with us. We're just having a great time. And uh, we've got uh, a lot of people in the studio here, uh, mostly from the media. But thanks. Thanks for coming out. Uh, did you want to add something, uh, Pat? Oh, on uh, that Frank Sinatra song, I was in that recording <laughs> session. Uh, Jimmy Bone invited me over. I went over, and he came in. He did the thing, one take, and he left. And I was just, I said, what, what is this, right? You generally, you know, do several, you know, and... Uh, and uh, but you know what, though, Pat? Bowen called him back. And he came in, and Jilly and all those guys were saying, this is going to be hell. And that's why he spat those lyrics out, because he was pissed off, yeah. went home, <laughs> never talked to Jimmy Bowen. Jimmy Bowen phones him over two weeks later. The record's number one, and he uh, you heard the story. Yeah. Jimmy Bowen, by the way, <laughs> married the former, the ex-wife of the great Las Vegas performer named, uh, oh, darn, played saxophone, Played saxophone. And, uh, what? Um, was, was, not was, Sam Butera. No, 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 no. Louis Prima. Louis Prima. Uh, his wife, Keely Smith. Did he marry Keely Smith? He yeah. married oh, yeah. Keely Smith, and he, she left uh, Louis Prima to marry Jimmy Bowen. Well, she probably got at least a smile of it. Well, she never <laughs> smiled with Louis Prima. Thanks for. Boy, Brad, you've got such great recall. <laughs> no, no, but that was And so do you, Bruce. You guys amaze me. <laughs> no, 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 you're amazing, too. Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, Jimmy Bowen, I, I met Jimmy Bowen in 1957, came to town with uh, Irvin Fell's Show of Stars, and he was part of the Rhythm Orchids with Buddy Knox, uh, a very talented guy, very talented guy, living in Hawaii now. That's where we should all go, Hawaii, <laughs> and get bored out of our clients, but it's fun. <laughs> anyway, we want to bring on this song. You were going to talk, uh, Bruce, about... Uh, Elvis and Suspicious Minds, particularly the song written by Mark James. Biggest selling single I ever had. Biggest selling single, Suspicious Mind. Number one selling single of all time. Over 40 million records sold on this. Okay, Mark James wrote, wrote, the, wrote the record. He was under contract at Chip's Moment. Elvis never had recorded in Stacks That's for right. American Studios. Never had done, gone to Stacks or American Studios. He's only done, you know, Sun Records. He didn't record a lot in Memphis. Is in Hollywood or is in Los Angeles. The, he talked him in. George Klein, who you would know, talked him into going to American Studios to go meet Chip's Moment. That's right, and he was. This is a big record. When this record came out, on that record, it was a great album, one of his best albums, "Long Black Limousine," uh, "The Grass Don't Pay No Mind." Great song. So anyway, he heard this song. Mark James brought it in, and he was a contracted to, to a Chips Moment, and he wanted to record it. And they started learning it, going through it, getting it worked out. And one of the Colonel's acolytes freaked and phoned Tom Diskett right away, who you would know who was Colonel's right-hand man, who came in there and said to Chips, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to get part of this song. We have to get part of the publisher on this song. You know the deal. That's the way it is. And Chips moment said, hey, listen, you say that one more time, you're out of the studio. He said, no, that's the way we're, and threw him out of the studio. And Elvis backed him. And Elvis didn't use it back. He says, good, we're cutting the song. And it was the biggest song he ever had. Plus, they added the loop at the end, which yep. was the first time ever on a hit record. You know, you know you're Fade caught out. in a right. trap. You're caught in a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Suspicious Minds. Elvis's biggest hit ever. This is CISL Vancouver. Smooth and easy. CISL 650.
Charlie Rich, I think one of the greatest performers of all time. I'm sitting with Sam Phillips in the, the um, airport in Cleveland, and the planes are held up. So I'm sitting there talking with him, and I said, you know, who, in your opinion, was the greatest? He said, the greatest discovery I've ever had, you know, I used to talk, was uh, Charlie Rich. He wrote songs. He played the piano. He could back up people. You know, he wrote Breakup for Jer- uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, an amazing talent, but she loved everybody but me. He and his wife, Margaret, wrote all those songs, and I used to play them, as you remember, Bruce. Read tremendous stuff, and and, uh, and he could play jazz. He put out a jazz album, too, that was fantastic. He could play everything, like you said. And I saw him many times. I saw him on the when he became big with Behind Closed Doors. Oh, yeah. And that was when he hit the big arenas. But we saw him at a play, place called the Purple Steer. That's right. Remember that? And he would right. sit there, and he would play. <laughs> and then even after the everybody had left, he'd sit there. There and play, and he'd play Red. I sat there once for an hour while he just played stuff. He was drinking, and he wanted to keep playing. And it was it, it was it was a highlight of my life when it came to me. But one of the interesting things about Charlie Rich is the more he drank, the better he sounded. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh boy. I couldn't believe it. But he was the shyest of all the performers I ever met. Remember that famous moment Pat would have remembered on the Grammy Awards when he gave out male country male vocals of the year. And he saw who it was, and he lit it on fire. And it was John that's, Denver. That's Remember right. That? That's he, lit right. It, he lit it on fire. <laughs> he couldn't announce it because he knew he wasn't a country guy. Right. And he said, no, he lit it on fire. <laughs> I thought it was classic. I never never invited him back. By the way. <laughs> but but he, he was a southern boy and didn't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? It, right. It was great. But that came out in his music, too. Okay, this is the Red Rock Diner. This is my final show. My guest, uh, the one and only... Pat O'Day, and of course, I was about to say Pat Burns, but only Vancouver people know that. And uh, we'll be back with Bruce Allen, too, right after this. It's not the end of an era, more a completion of a legacy. On August 28th, CIL 650 becomes Sportsnet 650, a Rogers radio station. 37 years of service to the community is quite a legacy. All of us at CIL 650 would like to thank each one of you for your support. Thanks for listening. And keep it smooth and easy.